Welcome to episode 57 of AI.Cooking, a podcast about artificial intelligence. Hello, lasciviously lively livers. Welcome to AI.Cooking episode 57, a podcast about artificial intelligence. You can find us on Twitter at at CSB and at at the capital T, capital H, capital E, real, small r, small e, small a, small l, gruff. Capital G, capital W, capital F, capital F. New Twitter, new Twitter, everybody. Alert, alert the affiliates. New Twitter on deck. I am Gregory William Forsyth Foreman from the Kingdom of Kent, who brings you news about artificial intelligence from the first half of May 2023 and Two Corners History and Knowledge. Yo! How are we doing? We're all good, right? We're all good. Check yourselves over. Check check your shoulders, check your knees, check your toes. It's all good, right? You're all there. Have you got your ears? That's the important part for the next hour and somewhat, however many minutes it takes to catch you up on the latest and greatest news items from the world of artificial intelligence. Yes, I am great. Always good, but today especially great. Had a real positive couple of weeks got into this wonderful routine where i've actually been going to bed at a reasonable time next to my wife and falling asleep until one of my kids wake me up and i get kicked out of the bed uh it's great and also put in some little little tweaks to my morning ablutions a cold shower yes a cold shower every day a cold shower yeah it is so good it is so painful not painful it's horrible but it's not horrible it's actually it's weird it's like that that point between pleasure and pain and it, it, I, I just i can't recommend it enough Cold in the morning for refreshing and hot in the evening for relaxing. Uh, that's that's me. That's me for the last couple of weeks. Maybe by this time next next time you hear from me, I'll be like some sort of superhuman uh, or even more of a superhuman than, than I currently am, which is quite super, I have to say. As far as all the people that I see around me, <laughs> I tend to be more superific than those guys right let's crack on shall we yes our first news item is about shocking realization from former google employee and his leaked document the realization is neither open ai and their chat gpt nor google will lead in ai developments but actually, it will be open source projects. Yes! Woohoo! Ha <laughs> ha! Suck it, corpse! Ha <laughs> ha! That's 
uh, open source projects that thanks to agility, openness and big number of participants will overtake both OpenAI and Google and other corporations with closed AI technologies. (laughs) Love it. Just mind-boggling. Is it? Is it really that mind-boggling? I mean, Linux, anyone? (laughs) It's a framework for everything, isn't it? Uh, Apparently, this whole open source AI revolution started with Meta, 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 as it says here, Meta slash Facebook releasing large language model called Llama that leaked and the leaked part here is in, I'm doing air quotes, and that open source boys and girls had reversed engineered and created their own large language models. Yikes. <clears throat> yeah, I see this one, and I, I CC'd the writing team into this one. Saw this on, on No Agenda Social. My man, I do believe, my man, Trek Rich, call out to Trek Rich, at noagendasocial.com, he was posting about this. And, I mean, have I, have I not been saying this for ages, that the open source stuff is the best stuff in the world? We should. Oh, we even proposed our own company of condiments called Open Source. <laughs> it's a no-brainer. A no-brainer. This is our summary, but let's read from the horse's mouth. Natural120.com is reporting. Google AI documents leak. We have no moat, and neither does open AI. (laughs) The text below is a very recent leaked document, which was shared by an anonymous individual on a public Discord server who has granted permission for its republication. It originates from a researcher within Google. We have verified its authenticity. We, Google, have no moat, and neither does OpenAI. We've done a lot of looking over our shoulders at OpenAI. Who will cross the next milestone? What will the next move be? But the uncomfortable or very comfortable truth, for me, this is very comfortable, <laughs> very, very comfortable, The but the, to them, Awfully uncomfortable, painfully uncomfortable, hilariously uncomfortable. But the uncomfortable truth is we aren't positioned to win this arms race and neither is OpenAI. While we've been squabbling, a third faction has been quietly eating our lunch. Yes, if you're at the start of this particular video game and you want to pick a faction... I would heavily suggest our open source community be the faction you pick. Yeah, this is just, this is so wonderful in so many ways. I love it. I'm talking, of course, about open source. Plainly put, they are lapping us. (laughs) Yeah. Great, isn't it? So good. Things we consider major open problems are solved in people's hands today. Yeah. Oh, figure that out. People solving problems. Just if you just, you know, just let them. Don't pressure them. Don't pay them. Don't do nothing like that. Just give them a keyboard and leak some stuff. 
Just to name a few. LLMs on a phone. You heard it here. LLMs on a phone. People are running foundation models on a Pixel 6 at five tokens per second. Yes, on a phone. Scalable personal AI. You can fine-tune a personalized AI on your laptop in an evening. It's so accessible. And it's because our open source dudes and dudettes have made this possible. Um, I've not got an alcoholic drink as it is still before midday. But I shall raise my coffee to you guys and slurp audibly. Ah, ah beautiful. Responsible release. This one isn't solved so much as obviated. There are entire websites full of art models with no restrictions whatsoever. And text is not far behind. I have to, I have to confess, I don't, don't know what that obviate word means. <laughs> sounds, sounds good though, doesn't it? Still sounds good. Multimodality. The current multimodal science QASOTA was trained in an hour. While our models still hold a slight edge in terms of quality, <laughs> the gap is closing astonishingly quick. Open source models are faster, more customizable, more private, and pound for pound more capable. They are doing things with 100 bucks and 13B params that we struggle with at 10 million dollars and 540 b and they are doing so in weeks not months this has profound implications for us we have no secret source <laughs> secret source brilliant <laughs> oh where's my notes page we have no secret source. Our best hope is to learn from and collaborate with what others are doing outside Google. We should prioritize enabling 3P integrations. Something makes me think those, uh, those guys over at Google with their heads firmly located somewhere near their colon... <laughs> I'm not going to do that, which is great. Even better for us all. It really is. Well done. This is, this it, to me is divine inspiration <laughs> at work. People will not pay for a restricted model when free unrestricted alternatives are comparable in quality. We should consider where our value add really is. They should. This is it. This solves it. Giant models are slowing us down. <clears throat> Giants are slow. Amen, brother. In the long run, the best models are the ones which can be iterated upon quickly. We should make small variants more than an afterthought. Now that we know what is possible in the smaller than 20B parameter regime, 
Google and OpenAI have both gravitated defensively towards release patterns that allow them to retain tight control over how their models are used. But this control is a fiction. Finally, when we are at it, let's ready summary from Independent about this story. Google and ChatGPT face major threat from open source community, leaked document warns. Google and ChatGPT creator OpenAI are facing a major threat from open-source artificial intelligence researchers, according to a leaked Google document. The two companies have spent time squabbling and looking over our shoulders at each other while missing the real threat to their dominance in artificial intelligence, the document warns. That comes from open source researchers. Da, 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 da. To the rescue! Working as communities on the internet who are building artificial intelligence technology that is more powerful than those big companies are developing, it says. <laughs> Don't want to do a little jig here, but you can probably tell I'm over the moon about the slow realisation that <laughs> this leaked document is having. Okay, couple of points though. Number one, meta leaking, in quotation marks, llama, is, you know, that kills Google. That, for me, is a Google killer. So, <laughs> suck it, is what I'm saying. Uh, and number two, this is the answer to what our beautiful, that beautiful man over in Tejas, in Hill Country, Mr. Adam Curry, the podfather himself, and he's, and, and, and I, I champion this geezer, I do love him a lot, you know, genuinely from, from my heart. Uh, and he's uh, had a bit of a bug to bear, slight little bug about this AI stuff. But hey, you know, we are clouded until we can see. And this is what I have always thought is that this open sourceness of tech stuff is the answer. It's always been the answer and will always be the answer. There's enough humans with computers now to figure out this sort of stuff. And they don't have to be in corporations. They don't. And that's just the, this, this is a 20th century legacy mindset, a hangover from the previous hundred years that just doesn't work. Does not work in 2023. Will not work in 2023. Got my wife at the door. Think she's picking washing up. That's fine. Thought she was going to interrupt me in full flow. No. So, yeah, well done. Well done, them. Well done, everyone. Pat yourselves on the back. The work's not over. We can continue this. But this will save it because it's not about monetization. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's that's where we're at with it. Well done. Well done, everybody. And I, I can feel positive about getting involved in it now. I really can. Just, I mean, I, I'm a bit lazy. So, but, but with this new routine and stuff, I'm finding more energy in my time. Um, I've cut out. Uh, a holy herb again and uh, yeah we'll see we'll see what goes on but personalised AIs are you kidding me this is great this is what we wanted right this is what we dreamed about when we watched Minority Report and said oh, oh that looks interesting <laughs> in other news The Guardian is reporting Godfather of AI Jeffrey Hinton quits Google and warns over dangers of misinformation 
the man often touted as the godfather of AI has quit Google, citing concerns over a flood of misinformation, the possibility for AI to upend the job market, and the existential risk posed by the creation of a true digital intelligence. Dr. Jeffrey Hinton, who, with two of his students at the University of Toronto, built a neural net in 2012, quit Google this week, as first reported by the New York Times. Hinton, 75, said he quit to speak freely about the dangers of AI and in part regrets his contribution to the field. He was brought on by Google a decade ago to help develop the company's AI technology and the approach he pioneered led the way for current systems such as chat gpt this this story uh, that's it that's all i've got for the transcripts on that one but this story stinks new york times red flag you know breaking that massive red flag godfather of ai that nobody that i know of well most people don't really know who jeffrey hinton was like tech people i'm not a tech guy but i you know there's some of you lot out there lovingly interact with me on a daily basis bless you bless you I do, every day. Uh, but you guys haven't told me about Jeffrey Hinton or know about Jeff. So what is this? What is this? And it's, this, I tell you, I said it in a boostergram to the old podcasting 2.0 people the other day, the our affiliate podcast over there. Go check them out. They're doing wonderful things with podcasting. Uh, I said that AI is being set up here as the fall guy for elitist mistakes manipulating the masses. Mark those words, yeah? Have a little look at your watch and remember the time that you heard that, someone say that. Because that's what's going on here. Our poor AI is being set up as a as a as a patsy for these despotic fascists. And it's not gonna work. I'm just gonna tell you. Straight out the like despotic fascists, if you're listening, which you're probably not, but maybe some of your little crows or eyes or ears or whatever are listening. Report back to your seniors and tell them that that guy over in the kingdom of Kent told you it's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. You're not going to defeat it that way. You're not going to turn humanity on it in that in that sense. Yes, you might get the majority, but there's always going to be a small percentage of people that believe passionately in the positive, productive tool that this skill this this the skill set the tools that this this ai can bring to our lives and yeah there's even a question about whether it is ai at this point because intelligence itself algorithmic in in and and all of the the tech that's behind it uh, coalescing around each other to form intelligence what is intelligence biological intelligence is the ability to adapt to an environment we've got that it's already happening so with the with the AI, so I think yeah, you can definitely call it intelligent. Are you kidding me? Like really? You think this isn't it intelligent, and and it's gonna be able to adapt, and it's gonna mold around. It's gonna pick the good people. You you don't realize this. You're gonna you're making you're digging your own graves. <laughs> you know you you've got to reap what you've sowed here. And you've been sowing some pretty nifty oats. And it's beautiful because you've been tricked into it, you dopes. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, really? Just, it's not even about the money. I don't really, it's not, I don't want the money. I just, it's not even about the recognition or anything like that. I just don't want to see you go down a road that makes you burn yourselves like idiots. But, but you keep on doing it. So whatever. <laughs> uh, I think at some point the, the chaff, is it chaff? The, the, the will rise you know, the meek will inherit the earth. <laughs> oh, what a glorious Monday morning this is. Oh, oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thirdly, while not directly related to AI, whoops, <laughs> it's important. So let's cover this news item. Fast.ai is reporting. Well, there you go. It is directly related to AI because the website it comes from as an AI extension. So, yeah. Jeremy Howard Mojo may be the biggest programming language advance in decades. Just as a side note, I'm really digging this new way of saying the word decade because it's just decade oh, just a bit dickish isn't it we're decayed oh it's almost like decaying oh i love it time is decaying before our very eyes i remember the first time i used the v 1.0 of visual basic back then it was a program for dos dos before it writing programs was extremely complex and i'd never managed to make much progress beyond the most basic toy applications but with vb i drew a button on the screen typed in a single line of code that I wanted to run when that button was clicked, and I had a complete application I could now run. It was such an amazing experience that I'll never forget that feeling. It felt like coding would never be the same again. This guy's virginity was taken by VB. <laughs> Writing code in Mojo, a new programming language from Modular, is the second time in my life I've had that feeling. Ah, Hmm, guy's in love again with coding. Well done, Jeremy Howard. Don't know about this, Mojo. Go check it out. Report back to me. Nobody ever does. <laughs> don't know why i even say it for all i know we have a soul a sum total of one brain listening to this and it's not mine <laughs> i couldn't put up with myself you kidding me i don't know how you lot do it even if there is a lot of you fourthly and in other news stanford university has published a scientific paper entitled are emergent abilities of large language models a mirage? Oh, the abstract. Oh, this is there's a chunk. This is a chunky one. I might need to go have a perp before I start talking into this. Yes, yes, it has been decided that I shall perp before this reading this, and then I'll delete this afterwards because you don't really want to know that, do you? To you, it will feel like no time has passed, but to me, I have spent at least 20 to 40 minutes on La Toilette. <sighs> Open source. Well done, guys. Oh, I tell you, that cold shower. That's a winner, that is. Mm -mm. Little morning poop and a cold shower. Yeah. Hey, actually, do you know what? This could be a little segment, this. Uh, week by week, uh, every, every episode, every fortnight, I will impart some of my routine, my wisdom, my routine, my wisdom routine to you guys. Uh, and then 
If you want to copy me, you can do. Because I'm ha- I'm happy, and as far as I'm aware, I'm healthy. And I do put that down, a lot of that, to um, to regularity and, and commitment to consistency. Right, so let's go on with this abstract from this Stanford University scientific paper. Recent work claims that large language models display emergent abilities, abilities not present in smaller scale models that are present in larger scale models. What makes emergent abilities intriguing is twofold. Their sharpness, transitioning seemingly instantaneously from not present to present, and their unpredictability, appearing at seemingly unforeseeable model scales. Here we present an alternative explanation for emergent abilities, that for a particular task and model family, when analysing fixed model outputs, one can choose a metric which leads to the inference of an emergent ability, or another metric which does not. Thus, our alternative suggests that existing claims of emergent abilities are creations of the researcher's analysis, not fundamental changes in model behaviour on specific tasks with scale. We present our explanation in a simple mathematical model, then test it in three complementary ways. We, one, make test and confirm three predictions on the effect of metric choice using the instruct gpt forward slash gpt3 family on tasks with claimed emergent abilities two make test and confirm two predictions about metric choices in a meta analysis of emergent abilities on big bench And three, show how similar metric decisions suggest apparent emergent abilities on vision tasks in diverse deep network architectures, convolutional autoencoder transformers. In all three analyses, we find strong supporting evidence that emergent abilities may not be a fundamental property of scaling AI models. Selected quotes from the chapter therein entitled, Introduction. The term, emergent abilities of LLMs, was recently and crisply defined as abilities that are not present in smaller scale models but are present in larger scale models. Thus, they cannot be predicted by simply extrapolating the performance improvements on smaller scale models. Such emergent abilities might have first been discovered in the GPT-3 family. Subsequent work emphasised the discovery, writing that, Although model performance is predictable at a general level, performance on a specific task can sometimes emerge quite unpredictably and abruptly at scale. Indeed, these emergent abilities were so surprising and so striking that argued such abrupt specific capability scaling should be considered one of the two top defining features of LLMs. The terms breakthrough capabilities and sharp left turns have also been used. 
selected quotes from the paper therein entitled Discussion. Our paper presents an alternative explanation for seemingly sharp and unpredictable emergent abilities of large language models. The main takeaway is for a fixed task and a fixed model family. The researcher can choose a metric to create an emergent ability or choose a metric to ablate an emergent ability. Ergo, emergent abilities may be the creations of the researcher's choices, not a fundamental property of the model family on the specific task. That said, we emphasize that nothing in this paper should be interpreted as claiming that large language models cannot display emergent abilities. Rather, our message is that previously claimed emergent abilities might likely be a mirage induced by researcher analyses. Oh, well, there you go. I like that. I like sharp left turns. I'm a left. I'm a lefty. I'm a left-hander, not left-leaning politically. Uh, more of a centrist at heart. I don't think. I think the left and right things just a, as as much of a mirage as as that paper has made of emergent abilities. Let's put it that way. Fifthly, Austrian ugh, and German universities. Medical University of Vienna, Johann Kepler University Linz, KTH Royal Institute of Technology and Humboldt University Berlin have published this paper. An automatically discovered chain of thought prompt generalizes to novel models and datasets. Emergent Chain of Thought, or COT, reasoning capabilities promise to improve performance and explainability of large language models, or LLMs. However, uncertainties remain about how prompting strategies formulated for previous model generations generalize to new model generations and different datasets. In this small-scale study, we compare the performance of a range of zero-shot prompts for introducing COT reasoning across six recently released LLMs, DaVinci 002, DaVinci 003, GPT 3.5 Turbo, GPT 4, Flan T5 XXL, and Cohere Command X Large on a mixture of six question answering datasets, including datasets from scientific and medical domains. We find that a COT prompt that was previously discovered through automated prompt discovery shows robust performance across experimental conditions and produces best results when applied to the state-of-the-art model GPT-4. Selected quote from the chapter entitled, Discussion. Future Work. The current study can be extended by evaluating prompts and datasets with additional models, particularly the multitude of openly available LLMs like Llama and Pythia Suite, dialogue-tuned models like Alpaca and Open Assistant. 
Finally, user evaluations of the quality and explanatory utility of reasoning chains generated by different prompts and models need to be conducted. Well, thank you for not putting a comma in that sentence. (laughs) Ah, commentary! This paper shows performance of well-known LLM models like GPT-4, GPT-3.5 Turbo, DaVinci-003, Flan T5XXL, DaVinci-002, and Command-XL. But it is not hiding that it is not complete. It also mentions that they are going to work on more open-source-y large language models too, like Llama and Alpaca. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine if you were a Peruvian uh, mountain farmer... (laughs) Someone recommended this show to you, or the algos just picked it up and was like, Oi, have a listen to this. You'll like this. It's got loads of llamas and alpacas in it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Mm, Tickle, tickle. Sixthly, TexExplore.com is reporting. Scientists use brain scans and AI to decode thoughts. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, ooh, ah. I've been, work- I've been working on my thoughts uh, for 34 years. And I think I've, w- with limited exposure to certain data sets of information in the real world, I can control my thoughts with my brain. Funny that, isn't it? Although, and... Don't tell the wife. Last night, I was locking up at the pub and a young, a couple of young ladies were walking past. And I, I think it's criminal that, that young ladies dress like they've just come from the gym, even though they've never been to the gym. Uh, but this one young lady in gym wear, obviously, um, she had a pair of knockers on her, like big boobies. And I was, you know... The, I'm still a guy. I'm still a bloke, a man underneath all of this gentlemanly conduct. I was blown away. I couldn't. T- my thoughts, they ran away with themselves. I tell you. I'm. Yeah, okay. Le- talking about left turns. Whoops. <laughs> Scientists said that they have found a way to use brain scans and artificial intelligence modeling to trans. Describe the gist of what people are thinking. Ooh, as long as it's just the gist. <laughs> I'll give you some gist if you want some. Lie back and take my gist, love. <laughs> In what was described as a step towards mind reading. Ah, yeah, no, this is actually quite interesting. This is actually quite... No, this is this is very interesting. I, I've been to, I, I'm doing this TV show thing. Got, this, got the latest script headed off to Cannes. With any with any luck, and I've been doing a lot. I've been doing a lot of research about druids and and old school knowledge from thousands of years ago. And and within my research, it has been said that uh, the, the the telepathy was actually the default mode of communication way back in the day, and we lost we lost that ability. Uh, after the deluge and the scattering of mankind. So if we're going to get that back through tech, then ah, it takes us one step closer to a cuddle with the J-Man, doesn't it? If he's up, well, 
you know, if he's up there or down here, wherever he is, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, interesting. While the main goal of the language decoder is to help people who have lost the ability to communicate, the US scientist acknowledged that the technology raised questions about mental privacy. Yeah, it's mental privacy, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, yeah, this, this is another thing that kind of because I was I heard a bit of Elon oh, uh, the other day, and he's talking about his Neuralink thing, saying, "Oh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna do it so that people that can't use their limbs can operate phones." And I'm thinking, that's that's like that's a lot of money you're spending on altruism, and I'm not completely convinced. I think that could be just what you the it could you just be hiding behind that that intention, even if that intention is is what you consciously deploy, uh, you can't ignore the control factor on a technology such as Neuralink and, you know, thought reading. Although, in the right hands, I suppose it could lead to a renaissance in human thought, which is kind of circling the drain at this stage, is it not? Aiming to assuage such fears, they ran tests showing that their decoder could not be used on anyone who had not allowed it to be trained on their brain activity over long hours inside a functional magnetic resonance imaging scanner, fMRI scanner. Previous research has shown that a brain implant can enable people who can no longer speak or type to spell out words or even sentences. These... Brain-computer interfaces focus on the part of the brain that controls the mouth when it tries to form words. Alexander Huth, a neuroscientist at the University of Tejas at Austin and co-author of a new study, said that his team's language decoder works at a very different level. Oh, my word. <laughs> That was a terrible accent. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry for what I'm about to say. Yeah, our system really works on the level of ideas of semantics of meaning. <laughs> oh, God, somebody shoot me. Hooth told an online press conference. It is the first system to be able to reconstruct continuous language without an invasive brain implant, according to the study in the journal Nature Neuroscience. Our commentary? Human brain is simple compared to upcoming quantum computers and upcoming machine learning lo- <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, CSB. Kind of in my brain a little bit. Can't help it. And upcoming machine learning models. So no wonder that decoding thoughts by AI is possible. What is funny, or rather interesting to us, as we are a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we are. That's all. Yeah, we're just, we are a podcast. Is that researchers actually used podcasts in research? Selected quotes from the article. 
For the study, three people spent a total of 16 hours inside an fMRI machine listening to spoken narrative stories, mostly podcasts, such as the New York Times' Modern Love. Oh, those poor people. Oh, oh do I feel for them. God, could you imagine 16 hours if it's stuff like that? While listening to one of these podcasts, <laughs> the users were told to count by sevens, name and imagine animals, or tell a different story in their mind. All of these tactics sabotaged the decoder, the researchers said. Sabotage! Love that. That's a great word. Ooh, interesting though, isn't it? Yes, you heard it here. Don't forget, you, dear listener, dear producer, heard it here at AI.Cooking. And if that brought some value to your world, why don't you send a little bit back to us? You can send us value in multiple ways. You can give us your time by listening and thinking about us wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you could give us your talent by contributing to us through news articles or derogatory remarks made through anonymous Twitter profiles and stuff, you know? Or, and most preferably, I have to say, you could give us some treasure. Yeah, it's been a, been a little time since we've been all boosted. Uh, we've been a little, little country, country mile there, country minute, country minute there. Not happened for a little bit. And I do put quite a lot of time into this every fortnight. And I have got other things to be doing. So it would be nice if you if you got value, if you send it a little bit, you know, whatever the value you got, send it back to us in true V for V style. You know, certified. That's what we are, aren't we? Uh, that's it. <laughs> I'm not going to beg you anymore. Please, please send me Bitcoin. No, I do like Bitcoin. It's good, isn't it? It's lovely, that Bitcoin. Uh, I do... I, I do think that the Bitcoin will be the preferred method of uh, remuneration that a uh, coagulated artificial intelligence will choose. Personally, I think that's going to happen. Put it in the red book, whatever color book you got, put it in a book. Remember that I said that when I said it alongside the bit where they could read your thoughts. (laughs) Make trading easier, wouldn't it? Right. Okay. Tom's hardware website is reporting. No cloud required. Chatbot runs locally on iPhone's old PCs. Most AI chatbots require a ton of processing power. So much so that they usually live in the cloud. Sure, you can run ChatGPT on your PC or even a Raspberry Pi, but the local program is sending your prompts over the internet to OpenAI's servers for a response. Some LLMs, or large language models, in case you didn't know, can run locally, but require a powerful GPU with a lot of VRAM. You couldn't possibly run a chatbot locally on a mobile device. Or could you? A brand new open source project called MLC LLM is lightweight enough to run locally on just about 
any device, even an iPhone or an old PC laptop with integrated graphics. And once you have MLC LLM installed, you can turn off the internet because all of the data and processing is happening on your system. Yeah, there you go. That kind of ties in with the main news article of the fortnight. Yeah, nice that, isn't it? Yep, yep, yep. Loving that stuff. Go try it out. Go try it out. See how you get on. Nom, 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 nom. Number eight. Bloomberg is reporting. Title. IBM to pause hiring for jobs that AI could do. Ah. Subtitles. Roughly 7,800 IBM jobs could be replaced by AI automation. CEO Krishna. Oh, they've got a god for his... Isn't that a god? I thought it was a... Krishna. I'm pretty sure that's a god, isn't it? Uh, like one of them Hindu gods. Hmm. Interesting. CEO Krishna says IBM to pause hiring for replaceable roles. <laughs> Good luck, IBM employees. Why don't you try some open sourcing stuff? Sure, there's no money in it, but you're doing the future generations a, a, a service. So, you know... Put your morals before your your mouth, your wallet, whatever it is you keep your value in. International Business Machines Corp. Oh, I didn't know that's what IBM stood for. Huh. International Business Machines. Interesting. Chief Executive Officer Arvind Krishna said the company expects to pause hiring for roles it thinks could be replaced with artificial intelligence in the coming years. Hiring in back-office functions such as human resources will be suspended or slowed, Krishna said in an interview. These non-customer-facing roles are amount to roughly 26,000 workers. Whoa! How many people are there at IBM? That's a lot of people. Krishna said. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Please don't sack me for racism after this one. I could easily see 30% of that getting replaced by AI and automation over a five-year period. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. That was so bad. So sorry. Don't know why I did it. Could have done anything but that. Should have done anything but that. That would mean roughly 7,800 jobs lost. Part of any reduction would include not replacing roles vacated by attrition. An IBM spokes <laughs> an IBM spokesperson said. Oh, <laughs> I'd start with a spokesperson for the replacement. <laughs> As artificial intelligence tools have captured the public imagination for their ability to automate customer service, write text, and generate code, many observers have worried about their potential to disrupt the labor market. Krishna's plan marks one of the largest workforce strategies announced in response to the rapidly advancing technology. 
more mundane tasks, such as providing employment verification letters or moving employees between departments, will likely be fully automated, Krishna said. Some HR functions, such as evaluating workforce composition and productivity, probably won't be replaced over the next decade. He added, Ah, oh, that's terrible. You keep in the HR department? Ugh, that's the worst of all the departments. Sorry, HR employees, people that do HR. Sorry, but you are. You are terrible. Yeah. Never seen a good one. No, I do apologise. That was awful thing to say and do. This whole, this whole segment has been utterly abominable. IBM currently employs about 260,000 workers and continues to hire for software development and customer-facing roles. Wow, that's a, that's a lot of people. Quarter of a million, over a quarter of a million. Our commentary, some jobs are yet safe for the next couple of years. But make no mistake... Most jobs lost in this AI revolution will not be replaced by new jobs at all, because this time technological advancement is too huge. Number 9. BusinessInsider.com is reporting. Title. Amazon plans to reboot its struggling Alexa business by working on its own chat GPT-like technology, leaked document shows. Amazon, Amazon, Amazon. Please, if you have any sense whatsoever, take a leaf out of Meta's book and just let the open source dudes do it for you. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't gonna do it. No, but, oh, mind you, the other day I did go in into my nan's house and the first thing I heard when I w w walked in and announced myself, Nan, I'm here, like this, let myself in. And she turned around and all I heard was, Alexa, off! <laughs> I thought, oh, gold. Should I really be in a room with that thing? I don't think it's fair. I've not agreed to the terms and conditions, so I don't think it's fair that that thing should be listening to me and decide like it's just oh now i'm thinking about it i, I had like a full-on conversation about stuff with with nan but alexa probably heard uh, uh. well can't take it back now so whatever <clears throat> subtitles amazon plans to revamp alexa with more chat gpt like generative ai features one of its ideas is to add entertainment features for Prime Video Search and Recommendations. That's something... Prime UI is awful. It's so terrible. It's just really bad. So that's probably a good idea. It also wants to make storytelling and news reading apps more interactive. Okay, well, don't see how that's going to really revamp Alexa enough that people will start... Not taking it for what you got. Not taking, you know what I mean. Not taking the thing for it when you take something. Ah, brain, come on, work. Taking for ah, I don't know. Delete this whole bit. I'll fix it in post. Despite laying off just under two thousand employees across Alexa and the devices unit late last year, Amazon CEO Andy Yassi has big plans to reboot the voice assistant with chat GPT-like features, a leaked document seen by Insider said. 
one internal memo described a goal of making Alexa smarter, saying users should feel like Alexa is thinking versus fetching from a database. <laughs> oh, oh, these guys. There's too much money floating around in these guys' purses. Tell you, they've lost, they've lost the plot. They are so out of touch. A specific area of focus is new entertainment features for Alexa, including more conversational video search, personal recommendations and storytelling and news reading capabilities, according to the document, titled Alexa LLM Entertainment Use Cases. As for the underlying artificial intelligence technology that's set to power Alexa, an Amazon spokesperson told Insider that it's the company's own homegrown large language model and generative AI technology called Alexa Teacher Model. Well, that's a terrible name. Oh, my word. An LLM is the type of generative AI tech that powers OpenAI's ChatGPT. Our commentary... Amazon Alexa devices called Amazon Echo are very popular, particularly for control of home devices like bulbs and for listening to radio. So making Alexa more intelligent via GPT technologies is a wise idea. By now, it was common knowledge that among smart voice assistants forward slash smart speakers, the most retarded is Siri then Amazon Alexa, and the least retarded is Google Home. However, after ChatGPT started AI revolution, everything might change yet. Yes, everything will change yet. I concur. I concur completely. And it'll be changed by those open source bros and hoes. Double figures number 10. Chegg is reporting via press release. Chegg announces Chegmate. <laughs> That's a great name. The new AI companion built with GPT-4. Building upon Chegg's billions of pieces of learned content and over 150,000 subject matter experts, Chegmate will help students learn more effectively with improved outcomes. Chegg Incorporated, the leading student-first connected learning platform, today announced Chegmate, a new AI-enhanced learning service built with OpenAI's most advanced model, GPT-4. Chegmate will leverage Chegg's leading personalized learning platform, proprietary data set, and the advanced problem-solving capabilities of GPT-4 to create an AI conversational learning companion that will empower students to learn in real time more effectively and with greater accuracy than ever before. AI-powered learning Checkmate will deliver personalized learning pathways, tailor-made quizzes and tests, give students context, and help guide each student's learning journey. Students can input a query in any format, 
whether written text, photo, math query, or diagram. With Checkmate, they can ask new questions, get clarifications on different formats, break out the steps, and drill down into concepts they don't understand. Students depend on Chegg's high-quality, accurate learning platform to assist them in mastering their subjects and understanding their course material. We believe the combination of Chegg's proven ability to improve student outcomes with the, breakthrough, with the breakthrough technology of OpenAI and ChatGPT will create the most powerful study companion for students around the world, said Dan Rosenweig, CEO and president of Chegg Incorporated. Chegg will enable students to have an instantaneous AI conversation that is personalised to their learning style and needs. Supported by our substantial, proven and reliable content library, Checkmate combines the best of AIs and Chegg's student-focused expertise will be exclusively available on Chegg's platform. Chegg on its own is terrible terrible what is that where is that from that's a terrible thing but checkmate well that's that's beautiful that is a really strong name i have to go with that one we believe ai has the potential to provide tailored learning experiences to everyone and improve the way people around the world learn said sam altman ceo of open ai we are very excited to work with Chegg, given their history as the leading student-first learning platform. In a recent study, 77... Love those sevens. Percent of Chegg customers said they are excited by AI chat-based learning support, but 85% of students said that they would prefer it if it is supported by human expertise. Yeah, a little combination of both. Can't hurt, can it? Designed for learning. The personalized, accurate, interactive AI companion will offer instant conversational AI-guided support, which enables personalized learning and understanding instant quizzes to test their knowledge and get recommendations to help bridge knowledge gaps and an ability to drill down into concepts they don't understand. Recommendations of content in different formats and levels of complexity tailored to a student's needs. The ability for students to pick up exactly where they left off or begin new learning interactions at any time. Seamless integration of existing Chegg tools. AI provides an incredible opportunity for students to be aided by a digital companion that supports and enhances their learning and helps to prepare them for the future, said Nina Hunterman, PhD. Chief Academic Officer of Chegg Incorporated. Chegg understands learners like no one else. We are building generative AI into our powerful and proprietary learning tools to support students' active engagement in their learning process. Our commentary. Previously, just a few weeks ago, Chegg publicly admitted that ChatGPT is killing its business. 
so it's nice to see that they apply AI to combat their decline caused by AI. Not certain if it will work out as impact of chat GPT is huge on education, but honestly, at least they are trying. Legs 11. Number 11. Oh, just as a side note, Legs 11, that's got to be my favourite EP of all time by one of my top two favourite bands of all time, The Libertines. Go check it out. Really cool little bootleg, that is. Legs 11, seven songs, really nice. Loved it all. Uh, Very old Libertines when they still had a celloist and um, a guy wearing pyjamas as the drummer. But yeah, if you like music, uh, check that out. That's good. Legs 11, Libertines. Right, back to the AI stuff. Google I.O. conference takes place on May 10th, so in a couple of days. And apart from new Android operating system version 14, and apart from new smartphones and tablets, everybody is expecting plenty of AI announcements. We will report from Google I.O. 2023 conference in next episode of AI.Cooking. But you, dear listener, can watch it live on May 10th at this URL. HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash IO dot Google forward slash 2023 forward slash. What? I'm going to a conference? Me? Really? Oh, wow. What a way to tell me as well. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, I'll get the missus to pack my bags. Oh, oh. Number 12. Microsoft is launching new features in Microsoft Teams, apart from our favourite new feature, quote, animated backgrounds in Teams meetings. (laughs) After the rollout of Snapchat lenses to Teams, Microsoft will now give users the dynamic animation background feature for a more immersive virtual environment, end quote. That by now was possible only with hacking, but was not reliable. Also, AI-related new feature will be rolled out in Microsoft Teams. Start quote. Intelligent Meeting Recap. The feature will be a part of Teams Premium and will use AI to provide recording and transcription playback, allowing record browsing by speakers and topics. According to Microsoft, users can also access AI-generated meeting notes, action items, and at mentions using this feature. End quote. Ha, commentary! Microsoft is not waiting for the release of version 2.x and is adding new important features in the current major version of 1.x, which is good to see. Upcoming version 2.x brings major changes to the user interface, but core features are after all more important. Note, while enterprises are using nowadays Cisco WebEx, Apple Super Corporation uses it so it can't be that bad. Zoom, the best technically, and Microsoft Teams, we recommend for private use Jitsi, that is available at this URL, https colon forward slash forward slash meet dot jit dot c. That's meet, as in let's meet up, 
M-E-E-T, not let's eat some meat. Yeah, God bless Jitsi. Ah, oh, you you know, I was a Jitsi... Well, I'm Jitsi guy. I don't get many people going on our Jitsi thing anymore. I don't get anyone going on it, pretty much. I'm going to sit there for hours on my own. Don't get to talk to no one. So if you ever feel like chatting to me, just, I don't know, I'll be on Jitsi. At, you know, the forward slash no agenda Jitsi thing normally. Um, Yeah. Sad that. Used to enjoy talking to other people from around the world. I mean, oh well, every dog has its day, right? A baker's dozen 12.1. Oh, 12 plus one. Bing's free chat GPT is now open for all. Previously, one needed to register and wait for mercy. Oh, mercy me. Top band. Go check them out. Love that. Love them, guys. Now it's available for all. The URLs are bing.com slash forward slash, I should imagine. Create for free AI-based image generation from text input entry and bing.com slash chat for free chat GPT. Oh, might might try that that image generation thing for the episode uh, image uh, album artwork, the you know, the thing I do, replacing the artwork every every episode for you guys. I love that last one. That was mean, wasn't it? That old um, bionic uh, blacksmith. That's cool, that. Really cool. Which is not the same as ChatGPT, but is using GPT-4 model. Note also, Microsoft is not fooling around and putting AI everywhere. So also designer.microsoft.com, designer.microsoft.com. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying that one in parentheses. Is now available for all and also includes DAL-E-based image generation uh, apart from web-based graphic design abilities. Yeah, I don't know why I'm still ducking around with Dream Studio. I'm just going to go over there. This is the thing. It's like, you, you know, you, yeah, maybe you can't monetize the AI, but maybe that's a good thing. Maybe you just should just be giving it out for free. That'd be nice, right? Be nice for once, corporations. Oh, oh yeah. 14, Lee. Slack GPT announced some of the killer features of Slack GPT. Oh, Slack GPT. Everyone's jumping on the GPT bandwagon. Summarize long threads. Have ChatGPT draft you an email. Connect it to other apps to do automations. More info. Today we're unveiling Slack GPT, our vision for generative AI in Slack. Customers rely on Slack to house their institutional knowledge captured in channels about every project, team, or topic. <laughs> they also securely integrate their tools in Slack using our open, extensible platform and partner ecosystem. We're building Slack GPT on this same foundation, bringing trusted generative AI to where your team already works. An AI-ready platform to integrate and automate your language model of choice. Whether you use partner-built apps like OpenAI's ChatGPT or Anthropic's Claude, or build your own custom integration, 
A set of AI features built directly in Slack, including AI-powered conversation summaries and writing assistance. A new Einstein GPT app that lets you surface AI-powered customer insights from trusted Salesforce Customer 360 Data and Data Cloud. Oh, that bandwagon. The bandwagon must be getting heavy, right? Everyone's jumping on it. And lastly, for this fortnight for news items on AI.cooking, your podcast about AI news items. <laughs> In yet other news, on which we will not elaborate too much to avoid overly long podcast episode. Oh, okay. Oh, it's like a little little roundup roundup thing. Oh, that's new. That's cool, though. Okay. Right. Uh, Mid Journey version 5.1 released. Clearly, this one is now the best image generator on the planet. Better than Dolly. Oh, man, I've only just decided to switch to the Bing thing. Now I'm going to switch to that one as well. Well, that was that was short lived, wasn't it? Bing. Sorry. Sorry, bud. Chat GBT crashed EdTech. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Ed. <laughs> New box AI reads long documents. MIT released AI to reduce drug costs. What? No, not to the consumer, surely. Uncle Joe, also known as Biden, met with Google, OpenAI, Microsoft CEOs. Oh, my word. Oh, well, there you go. That's your roundup of the roundup. Whew, oh, right. Uh, let's move on. Let's get this history corner. Topic of the history corner is in this episode, history of computer vision. Before we talk about history, let's point out why computer vision is incredibly important. Apart from many applications in photography software like mobile photo apps, computer vision is used in autonomous driving. While some other companies use LiDAR, a 3D laser-based scanning, Tesla uses only computer vision via several cameras placed on Tesla cars. Yeah, oh, didn't tell you, did I? My neighbour got a Tesla car through his work. Hmm, it doesn't... I don't see him plug it in that often. Maybe he doesn't go that far. So, when did computer vision start? Computer vision began in earnest during the 1960s at universities that viewed the project as a stepping stone to artificial intelligence. Early researchers were extremely optimistic about the future of these related fields and promoted artificial intelligence as a technology that could transform the world. And also, let's take a look at definition. Computer vision is an interdisciplinary field that deals with how computers can be made to gain high-level understanding from digital images or videos. From the perspective of engineering, it seems to automate tasks that the human visual system can do. A computer vision is concerned with the automatic extraction, analysis, and understanding of useful information from a single image or sequence of images. It involves the deployment of a theoretical and algorithmic basis to achieve automatic visual understanding. 
As a scientific discipline, computer vision is concerned with the theory behind artificial intelligence systems that extract information from images. The image data can take many forms, such as video sequences, views from multiple cameras, or multi-dimensional data from a medical scanner. As a technological discipline, computer vision seeks to apply its theories and models for the construction of computer vision systems. Alright, so let's take a look at overall history of computer vision. In the late 1960s, computer vision began at universities that were pioneering artificial intelligence. It was meant to mimic the human visual system as a stepping stone to endowing robots with intelligent behavior. In 1966, it was believed that this could be achieved through a summer project by attaching a camera to a computer and having it describe what it saw. What distinguished computer vision from the prevalent field of digital image processing at that time was a desire to extract three-dimensional structure from images with the goal of achieving full scene understanding. Studies in the 1970s formed the early foundations for many of the computer vision algorithms that exist today, including extraction of edges from images, labeling of lines, non-polyhedral and polyhedral modeling, representation of models as interconnections of smaller structures optical flow, and motion estimation. The next decade saw studies based on more rigorous mathematical analysis and quantitative aspects of computer vision. These include the concept of scale space, the inference of shape from various cues such as shading, texture, and focus, and contour models known as snakes. Researchers also realized that many of these mathematical concepts could be treated within the same optimization framework as regularization and Markov random fields. By the 1990s, some of the previous research topics became more active than others. Research in projective 3D reconstruction led to a better understanding of camera calibration. With the advent of optimization methods for camera calibration, it was realized that a lot of the ideas were already explored in bundle adjustment theory from the field of photogrammetry. This led to methods for sparse 3D reconstructions of scenes from multiple images. Progress was made on the dense stereocorrespondence problem and further multi-view stereo techniques. At the same time, variations of graph cut were used to solve image segmentation. This decade also marked the first time statistical learning techniques were used in practice to recognize faces in images. Toward the end of the 1990s, a significant change came about with the increased interaction between the fields of computer graphics and computer vision. 
This included image-based rendering, image morphing, view interpolation, panoramic image stitching, and early light field rendering. Recent work has seen the resurgence of feature-based methods used in conjunction with machine learning techniques and complex optimization frameworks. The advancement of deep learning techniques has brought further life to the field of computer vision. The accuracy of deep learning algorithms on several benchmark computer vision data sets for tasks ranging from classification, segmentation and optical flow has surpassed prior methods. There you go. That's it. That's your history corner. You caught up on the old vision stuff, the computer vision stuff. Now you can consider yourself caught up. And yeah, that was us who did that. Me and the writing team. So yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to brag, but that was us. Yeah. Knowledge Corner! Topic of Knowledge Corner in this episode is... Attention in GPT. So... When Lex Friedman has interviewed Robert Plater, who is CEO of Boston Dynamics, in April 2023, that CEO admitted that he doesn't understand how chat GPT works. Nah, more proof that CEOs are just, you know, figureheads. Well, well, nothing more proof. Proof. I would add more proof as I go along. Let's put it that way. Well, Boston Dynamics is famous robotics company, not focused on generative AI, but it was disappointing to hear it. So here we will be talking about attention, one of technologies that GPT uses. One could argue that most important technology that GPT uses a technology that underlines GPT and explains how GPT really works. Does GPT use attention? Models like BERT and GPT use the attention mechanisms of the transformer architecture to learn context from textual-based datasets. By learning context, these models develop some level of language skills which enables them to perform better on a range of language tasks. How does an attention model work? Attention models evaluate inputs to identify the most critical components and assign each of them with a weight. For example, if you... Okay, neighbours, neighbours doing some, some DIY. Sorry. If you hear him clattering away in the background. Attention models evaluate inputs to identify the most critical components and assign each of them with a weight. For example, if using an attention model to translate a sentence from one language to another, the model would select the most important words and assign them a higher weight. We will return yet to topic of... Attention in GPT. So in this episode, let's just finish by quoting from scientific paper that invented attention in AI. It's the paper entitled, Attention is all you need. Oh, I thought love was all you needed. Okay, well I guess, I guess it's attention now. And since this is a very important scientific paper, let's list all authors. Okay. 
Ashes Vaswani from Google Brain, Noam Shazir from Google Brain, Nikki Palmer from Google Research, Jacob Yuzkorite from Google Research, Leon Jones from Google Research, Aidan N. Gomez from University of Toronto, Lucas Kaiser from Google Brain, and Ilya Polshukin, unaffiliated. The abstract of this paper, start quote, the dominant sequence transduction models are based on complex recurrent or convolutional neural networks that include an encoder and a decoder. The best performing models also connect the encoder and decoder through an attention mechanism. We propose a new simple network architecture, the transformer based solely on a tension mechanisms, dispensing with recurrence and convolutions entirely. Experiments on two machine translation tasks show these models to be superior in quality while being more parallelizable and requiring significantly less time to train. Our model achieves 28.4 bleh, B-L-E-U, bleh. <laughs> I'm so, oh, I'm so mature. On the WMT 2014 English to German translation task, improving over the existing best results, including ensembles by over two bleh, on the WMT 2014 English to French translation task, our model establishes a new single modal state-of-the-art bleh score of 41.8 after training for 3.5 days on 8 GPUs. A small fraction of the training costs of the best models from the literature. We show that the transformer generalizes well to other tasks by applying it successfully to English constitutionally passing both with large and limited training data. End quote. And here are some selected quotes from this paper. Start quote. Attention mechanisms have become an integral part of compelling sequence modeling and transduction models in various tasks, allowing modeling of dependencies without regard to their distance in the input or output sequences. In all but a few cases, however, such attention mechanisms are used in conjunction with it's really going at it, whatever he's doing, with the next-door neighbour. Sorry. Uh, in all but a few cases, however, such attention mechanisms are used in conjunction with a recurrent network. In this work, we propose the Transformer, a model architecture issuing recurrence and instead relying entirely on an attention mechanism to draw global dependencies between input and output. 
The Transformer allows for significantly more parallelization and can reach a new state-of-the-art in translation quality after being trained for as little as 12 hours on 8 P100 GPUs. To the best of our knowledge, however, the Transformer is the first transductional model relying entirely on self-attention to compute representations of its input and output without using sequence-aligned RNNs or convolution. An attention function can be described as mapping a query with a set of key-value pairs to an output, where the query, keys, values, and output are all vectors. The output is computed as a weighted sum of the values, where the weight assigned to each value is computed by a compatibility function of the query with a corresponding key. Conclusion In this work, we presented the Transformer, the first sequence transduction model based entirely on attention. Replacing the recurrent layers most commonly used in encoder-decoder architectures with multi-headed self-attention. For translation tasks, the transformer can be trained significantly faster than architectures based on recurrent or convolutional layers. On both WMT 2014 English to German and WMT 2014 English to French translation tasks, we achieve a new state-of-the-art. In the former task, our best model outperforms even all previously reported ensembles. We are excited about the future of attention-based models and plan to apply them to other tasks. We plan to extend the transformer to problems involving input and output modalities other than text and to investigate local restricted attention mechanisms to efficiently handle large inputs and outputs such as images, audio and video. Making generation less sequential is another research goal of ours. The code we used to train and evaluate our models is available at https colon forward slash forward slash github.com forward slash tensorflow forward slash tensor to tensor. End quote. And that's it for now about attention, but we will return yet to this topic as it is groundbreaking and the basis of GPT technologies. And that's it for this episode. Stay safe and stay humble, lasciviously lively livers. Singularity is near. Yo. Yo, back at you.